And welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast. I'm your host, Chad White. This is episode 164. This is the premiere podcast for the website, cpluscomedy.com. Like I just said, it's a website. Go there. I tried to get the, uh, the, the, the episode number in there as fast as possible. And, uh, and now my headphones, this is, this is two separate things. My headphones are now trapped under the Zoom recorder mic. Also, why am I screaming? Also, why am I the loudest person in the room? We're back. Episode 164 of this show. We've got a lot to talk about. Uh, but before we get into that, last night I watched a movie, a documentary film called Chasing Happiness from the uh, Jonas Boys over there. Now, I am, uh, I've been tasked with watching a couple of shows and a couple of movies uh, f- from several different outlets streaming platforms a friend and i have decided to get together and uh of course not in person not in person because uh, coronavirus uh, quarantine <laughs> and challenge each other by choosing four to five shows and choosing one to two episodes or in the, in the case of now we're on amazon uh choosing a, a movie or two to watch and then we discuss them we have a little tiny discussion it's like a it's like a book club but for tv Really, it's really fun, really interesting. We've been doing it for the past couple of weeks. Uh, we did Hulu, we did Netflix, we did. Oh boy, what what else did we do? Anyway, we're on. Oh, Disney Plus. We haven't done Disney Plus yet. Anyway, we're on Amazon Prime right now. I, I I assume we'll do Disney Plus, and she's a big Disney fan, so we will do that at some point. Anyway, I watched Chasing Happiness last night with the Jonas Brothers. Very is a very good movie, <laughs> very good documentary, and it might have made me a Jonas Brothers fan. Uh, I'm not going to say might. It definitely made me a Jonas Brothers fan. <laughs> so we have that to look forward to. There's there's songs I didn't know, but of course there are songs I did know. And it makes me think, I wonder if there is a One Direction documentary. There probably is, but there was probably, yeah, the, the This Is Us movie from 2013. I would love to see one about One Direction that is not a concert documentary film, but a documentary in the vein of Chasing Happiness where it chronicles their start and then also chronicles them wanting to break up. Because when the, the Jonas Brothers and then Chasing Happiness, uh, it it really, it took them the task. It was like, we don't want to, we can't do this. We don't want to do this anymore. Uh, we don't want to, or one of them was like, we don't want to. And I don't want to tell you who, but I think you know which one, Joe. Uh, we don't want, or was it Nick? Who? Which one's which? <laughs> Nick Jonas. I believe it was Nick. Nick was like, we don't want to do this. I don't want to do this anymore. And then they just essentially broke up. And they all tried to do their own thing. Uh, and and then they came back together because they missed each other. They hadn't hung out with each other in six years at some point. So anyway, great. Ch- Chasing Happiness. Check it out. Let's get on with the topics. There are two shows that have been recasting, and they're animated shows. I mean, recasting uh, a couple of characters that happen to be mixed race, but they chose to be the producers chose to play them as white people or cast them with white pe- white people. So, uh, if the Hollywood Reporter would upload this uh, upload, <laughs> if the Hollywood Reporter would upload this story, oh. Okay, here we go. Uh, both Big Mouth and Central Park. It's not, uh, apparently I'm peeking. I saw out of the corner of my eye, the the zoom explode with redness because I was peeking. 
Okay, here we go. Uh, Big Mouth and Central Park to recast with black actors for biracial roles. Apparently, this is a video. Anyway, uh, Kristen Bell, who plays a character in the new Central Park series on Apple TV+. Plus, She plays a man character who is mixed. And Jenny Slate, who has a play, who's been playing a mixed character on Big Mouth, Netflix's Big Mouth. They both they thought it was best, and they both decided themselves to step back from their roles. Uh, Kristen Bell is going to be recast in a different role. And Jenny Slate's character is just going to be recast, and she's not going to be on the show. And they apologize. The producers apologize, and, and they all you know, said they're so sorry that this even happened. The thing is, if you're someone like me, and even if you enjoy the show, you were harping on this, and for Big Mouth in particular, you're harping on this in the beginning. These characters should not have been cast. I mean, especially in terms of Big Mouth, that cast is very white. And it's a it's a bunch of people I enjoy. It's a bunch of people I would I would say I love. But these these people are all very white. I think on Big Mouth, the only person of color or two people of color are Jordan Peele and Jason Mantzoukas. And uh, you know, if you count Greek, oh Fred Armisen, yes, of course, and my Rudolph. Okay, so it's not a, but still, the most of the characters uh, all played by Nick Kroll, apparently. <laughs> Looking at the Wikipedia page, are all very white and. Uh, you know, I just think that even if you have your friend, the four creators are white, uh, but even if you have your friends helping you create a show, you got to you gotta be able to uh, diversify that. Um, you know, as much as I love, and I'll use this as an example, it's a show I watch, it's a show I watched this week, the Comedy Bang Bang TV show on IFC, Comedy Bang Bang. Um, the writers for that show were mostly white and... Uh, and you see it, you see it all around. Uh, as much as those people, you know, do do support diverse, uh, and they have diverse friends group and find friends groups, and they and the other shows they worked on were diverse. Um, there are you know still shows around that uh, tend to veer towards not having uh, a diverse group of uh, people. I read an article for. Uh, I don't know if this is coming up later. Oh yeah, this is coming up. This is the next story. I don't know. I didn't even know I put this in here. I read an article about SNL, and this and this kind of goes with the diversity thing. Uh, how dare you sign in to subscribe to continue reading? Excuse me, uh, I do not have to sign in to the Washington Post. All right, here we go. I'll sign in. This is embarrassing. This should have been up already. Hey, yeah, yeah. This is taking forever. <laughs> I was on a roll, and now I'm losing it. This is written by Bethany Butler. That is not a good way to spell Bethany. <laughs> It's not in the traditional way. It's B-E-T-H-O-N-I-E. That's, ugh, it grosses me out. Uh, well, she's a great writer because I read this. Uh, blackface has long been an issue on comedy. Look no further than Saturday Night Live for proof. Proof? 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 <laughs> you can't handle the proof. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> I was at the eight minutes until the, the title of this episode. Good for me. So she she starts it off with last year that uh, Virginia Governor uh, Ralph Northam was he, they they found a photo of him. Uh, they as in those wicked media. <laughs> hey, that could be the title, right? Right. I'm looking at the second camera. It's not even pointed at me. I thought it was pointing at me. It's too low. It's too high. Okay. <laughs> Ralph Northam. 
<laughs> was found to have a, a photo of blackface on him. And then uh, she, there's a there's an, a sketch called State Meeting done by SNL where Kenan Thompson is addressing a bunch of other white, uh, excuse me, a bunch of white uh, governors. And they're asking questions. And it's a very funny sketch. I think that's an episode with Halsey. Yes, that is Halsey there in that thumbnail. And uh, the point is, she and then, you know, Justin Trudeau had a blackface thing and Megyn Kelly was fired for uh, questioning why blackface uh, is not fine. <laughs> but they knew that was coming. Well, uh, they said, she said, Bethany over there, that SNL has been doing blackface for the longest amount of time. There was an episode where uh, Billy Crystal wore blackface while impersonating Sammy Davis Jr. in the 80s even while acting opposite civil rights leader Jesse Jackson, who hosted the show in 1984. Um, I don't, she, she referenced Ted Danson's uh, blackface uh, at the 1993 roast for his then-girlfriend, Whoopi Goldberg. Okay, so that's just a separate thing. Daryl Hammond uh, darkened his skin to play Jesse Jackson. Fred Armis, oh, uh, uh, we'll, we'll get to Fred Armis in a second, but Chris Rock uh, famously left the show, and he went over to the uh, very good, very great uh, in living color, I believe. At some point, yes, <laughs> he landed at living color with Keenan Ivory, Ivory Wayne, saying, "Quote: I wanted to be in an environment where I didn't, I didn't have to really translate the comedy that I wanted to do." He told Mark Maron in 2011, but still, he has a great relationship with uh, SNL. Uh, Oprah Winfrey hosted in 1986, and she did a cold open that pointed her refusal to dress up as Aunt Jemima, who is now uh, someone we don't do. And then there was a sketch. I mean, that same cold open featured Denitra Vance, who uh, passed away in 1994, I believe, is what I looked up today. I don't even know who Denitra Vance was. She was the only black comedian on the show at the time, and uh, she served coffee to Lauren Michaels. And you know, I read this earlier and I did kind of chuckle because it was a juxtaposition between Oprah saying she didn't want to do that. You know, you fall for stuff like that. Uh, and then and then this person going, uh, she said she called Lauren Michaels Mr. Lauren. She dressed like Sally um, Goldberg's character from the uh, the color purple um, and uh, uh, Whoopi Goldberg's character from the color purple. Michaels asked Vance what he should do to get Winfrey to play Aunt Jemima. And then... <laughs> Denitra says, beat her. In the end, uh, it's Whitney who doles out a faux beating. Uh, Winfrey who doles out a faux beating. But, <laughs> see, I'm laughing. It's it's so... T- <sighs> anyway, um, Maya Rudolph left in 2007, and they didn't have a black woman since. Uh, well, since, excuse me. Uh, I think in 2013, or in 2014, they had... Or 2013. Yeah. Was when Sashir's Ameda and... Uh, Leslie Jones joined the cast and the writing team, respectively. I don't remember if Leslie joined the writing team first or the cast first. Regardless, then they had Kerry Washington say that there hadn't been a first lady in years. Uh, Jay Farrow was uh, playing the black man, and he got he was he's he said out loud he was sick of playing the black men, like you know, playing uh, the Obama and the Jay Z and all that stuff. Uh, I mean, and you and you hear this. And you see these uh, these things, and you see that SNL SNL can't get it right, but you know they they're they're a pretty liberal bunch, and um, uh, Big Mouth can't get it right, and 
and Central Park can't get it right. And, you know, at this point, no one except for the people of color and the women can get it going right. I just, I, it's, it's a shame that even, even when you think, when these people think they're doing something right, they're ultimately not. Uh, and, you know, you just, you should just think that at some point you need to take a back seat and let the let the other part of the world drive. I guess that's what I'm getting at. I would love to see diverse writers' rooms. I would love to see diverse casting, and not just because they need a black face or a brown face or a queer face in the room. <laughs> How do you know it's a queer face? How do you know it's a queer face? I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna do that impression. Um, I'm not gonna fall for that. But you don't. But you don't want. You don't want somebody to be uh, the diverse hire just for the heck of having a diverse hire. Because that would just put them in a bind. And I, ju- I just spoke to somebody who who uh, sold a movie to Netflix. And she was talking about that with me. About how uh, she said something very eloquent how divert when you have a diverse hire when you're hiring black women in these writers rooms and uh uh for instance um you're just and you're just hiring them to be that diverse voice you're not hiring them for success you're just hiring them to be that diverse voice and in some in many ways that's kind of what a lot of these movies and TV shows will be doing i can't even say video games because there's no people of color in video games <laughs> god forbid god forbid um so, yeah, I mean, at this point, you know, it can just be, yeah, you can recast the characters on Big Mouth and Central Park. You can hire uh, the actors, the, excuse me, the, the comedians on, I was going to say sketch artists. And <laughs> that's like saying, that's like going to Subway and saying, I'm a sandwich artist. No knock anybody works at Subway. But you can, you can, have, you can have these people, but it, in the long run, what does that mean? I think... And SNL, for in particular, they really turned it around because Sashir, Sashir uh, did a, had a good tenure on there. Leslie had a great tenure on there, and she is probably one of uh, the most popular cast members of the last couple of years. Like, if you know, <laughs> I'm going to say something really mean, but um, the white the white people really love her they see her as somebody that uh they can they see her as their their black friend you know whenever she came out you know the white people would go like crazy clapping at everything um because that's the only people who go see SNL live <laughs> i've seen when they do the when they when they when they're at the end of the theme song when the host comes out and they're about to do the monologue and the camera uh pans up or tilts up and and or tilts down excuse me you see the the crowd and and it's just all like on the floor they have those seats it's all white people and then in the stands it's mostly white people <laughs> i mean come on it's it's white people that are going to see snl so uh but now sashir has uh uh a decent a decent a good career and leslie has a great career you know she's about to host supermarket sweep she was in a ghostbusters movie uh the one with the women how dare they Ugh, women and Ghostbusters, patooey, gross. So <laughs> I have to laugh at these things because people don't think it's true or people think it's true. So there we go. Uh, listen, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll get to the last half of this show, apparently. <laughs> 
And we're back. Listen, I had a chance to uh, un untangle these headphones. And I didn't. I didn't do it. Whose fault is that? It's mine. What else is going on? <laughs> it's my birthday. Oh, you know what? Today is my birthday. The day that this episode goes up, it's my birthday. Uh, I will be uh, years old. Um, this is, wow, this is, the, yeah, this is the first episode I've done on my birthday. It's 164 episodes. Yeah. So the first episode I've done on my birthday. Um, I'd like to thank God for life and Buddha and Muhammad and the rest. And the rest. <laughs> That's my favorite. Listen, let's get on to this next story. Google is going to pay publishers paywalls on their news service, on their news service. So Google, if you don't know, has a news service called Google News. <laughs> yeah. And whoa, here's a little breaking thing. This comes from Engadget. A hundred million people watch YouTube on TVs each month. Oof. That includes me. Anyway, let's get back to this uh, Google thing. Written by Steve Dent over at Engadget, Google has announced it will start paying subscribers to license, quote, high quality content in its upcoming initiative. It's describing as, quote, news experience as a new experience. So you might notice this is the same direction that Apple took for Apple News Plus. With Apple News Plus, you sign up and you get um, I'm picking up the iPad right now and you can you can you're able to get news, 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 news. So you tap here on the on the iPad. Uh, I'm using my location only while using the app. Excuse me. You sign up, you pay five bucks a month and you get people who usually charge for or people companies that usually charge for their logins for publishing like if you every day every month you get like three articles to read or every month you get four articles to read five articles to read at the atlantic or washington post i believe it's every month you get three new york times i believe it's three something like that wall street journal never you pay 20 bucks a month like some people <laughs> like this guy <laughs> who paid 20 bucks uh, because he forgot to unsubscribe last week <laughs> from his free trial uh, from his uh, dollar trial for two months. Um, and it's an, it's an interesting venture. I don't think people really use it. And in the, for the wall street journal in particular for Apple news plus, I believe that they bury their stuff that they asked to have their stuff buried. Um, so you can only read like the most of, I guess like the biggest thing or the most important things, but you can't like, but, but looking for wall street journal by itself, you have to go through, you have to jump through many hoops. So Google has been said to have their own news challenger to come up uh, in the form of maybe Google news. Maybe it'll be free. Maybe it won't be. Uh, maybe you have to do a subscription for it. Um, and now they're going to, but now they're going to start licensing things. So what you'll see on the consumer end of that will be, you want to read the New York Times, you don't have a subscription, you go to Google News, and they will give you um, whatever story that you want for free. They'll absorb the cost themselves themselves by, by paying New York Times for that $25 that they're losing out on. Google has been under fire for failing to pay news organizations when it shows news snippets and other content on its search pages, especially in Europe. France ordered Google, recently ordered Google to negotiate with publishers over such payments while Google maintains that it sells neither searches nor clicks. We'll see how this goes. This will be an interesting thing for the news media 
Um, but I, but again, Apple News Plus, even when it came out, people were not talking about it. People aren't talking about it now. So I can't see this being a lucrative business proposition for Google. Just to say, hey, this per this person uh, is, is using our free service, and eventually they're going to pay five dollars for this service because no one's going to pay more than five dollars to read any article for news, except for people who pay for the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post. <laughs> And the Atlantic, sometimes. And the New Yorker, when I want to tote. <laughs> uh, th- this comes from the Variety. This next one. Late Night and COVID Struggles. Written by Brian Steinberg. Hard Days for Late Night. Cord and Conan. Colbert Seek New Normal. Uh, if you don't know, Jimmy Kimmel is going to take a break for the summer just to spend time with his family. So he's not going to be hosting a show. The show is still going to go on. The show, the show must go on, my dear boy. The show must go on. And he, they're going to have a wide range uh, guest host. Now, Kimmel's done guest host before. He did it earlier this year. I think, I believe twice. Anthony Anderson hosts. Anthony Anderson hosts a ton of times. Um, and uh, Channing Tatum's hosted before. Katy Perry's hosted before. Um, when, when Kimmel's son, Billy, was born and he had the heart issue as a baby, then uh, Kimmel spent, I think, a couple of weeks away from the show, and and everybody came in and hosted. Uh, guest hosts are great, great, and and Kimmel needs this break. Uh, I can see it in his eyes, and I can see it in everyone else's eyes too. Uh, the nation's wee hour brigade pulled off a miracle in March by moving their shows from swanky TV facilities to host homes. Now they must do it again in reverse with a higher degree of pandemic-related difficulty. Uh, I guess what Brian is getting at here, there's going to be a move back to the studio and at some point within the, within the near future, especially with uh, states opening back up. Uh, but although Texas, when I, when I came over work today around four o'clock PM on June 25th, 2020, Texas in Eastern time, Texas said that they're stopping their efforts to reopen the state because coronavirus cases have skyrocketed <laughs> oh who could have thought that who who could have figured that would happen jeff ross conan o'brien's longtime executive producer said we've all got to find new ways of doing business new ways of making shows we're approaching this like it's going to be a long time until tv viewers see a late night show that looks like it did before the coronavirus uh kimmel's show was snipped down to 30 minutes and uh, Samantha B is doing her show full frontal outside. Um, I guess the only people that have thrived have been uh, Seth Meyers. Uh, oh, you know what? Seth Meyers is doing really well. His show is doing really well, uh, at least online. The online, online part it is. Uh, Colbert, he can do no wrong in his audience's eyes, uh, which is great. He just had Jon Stewart on last night, and I watched that episode today. And uh, Corden doing it from his garage. Um, Trevor Noah. Daily Show, Comedy Central gave that show an extra 12 minutes. So that show is thriving like no other. And Daces and Miro, they moved from Mondays to Sundays to compete against uh, last week's night's John Oliver. I watch too much late night. I have, <laughs> I watch way too much. If Cone is not on, then I focus on Seth. Uh, and uh, if someone if someone good is on uh, Colbert, I'll watch Colbert and then... If uh, Corden, I'll watch him as well. I, I watch. I watch everybody. There's not one I don't watch. Uh, Lily Singh, uh, <laughs> but it's a 
it's it's what they're doing now. They're doing the Zoom writers' rooms. They're doing everything from iPhones and from uh, remotely and everything. But when they get back, it's it's gonna be a very it's going to be different from what it looks like, obviously. Uh, Conan, for the past couple of weeks, even though he's been off for, I think, about two weeks. But two weeks prior to that, uh, he was after – this is during the protests. He only had black guests on to talk about uh, being black in America and George Floyd and all that stuff. Uh, interestingly enough, I don't believe that he has – his staff is not is not diverse. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? It's, it doesn't have a lot of people of color, uh, let alone black people. Or, or it doesn't have a lot of black people, let alone people of color. Um and you can see that you can see that in the new in the theme song, the people take the they took the they took selfies as staffers and they flashed them during the theme song of uh, of the Conan at home right now. And a lot of them are white. Just saying. So we'll see what happens with uh, with late night. It's they just have to. I think. A lot of them are doing what's what's best right now and as much as i would disagree with it but they uh they're doing what's best in that they are um talking about now at the end of every clip uh, on youtube of uh seth myers seth myers's show and trevor Noah's show uh the daily show and late show or the late show and daily show respectively they have a cl- uh, they say they just have a short clip that says donate to city harvest or donate to hands across america <laughs> That's not a charity. It's the, but it's the first one I can think of. So, and finally, let's um, let's turn our head towards gaming. Microsoft is going to stop Mixer, and they're going to start a partnership with Facebook Gaming. Now, this is a, this happened over the course of I want to say five articles on The Verge, which is a, a wonderful publication with too big of ad space. Um, thanks a lot, Vox, I believe. But Microsoft is shutting down Mixer. This is written by see, this, like that's a there's a giant. I swear to God, there is a. I should just turn around and show you a giant Samsung ad above the uh, the toolbar, and it's insane. I hope I flash to that. This is written by Tom Warren. Microsoft is shutting down Mixer and partnering with Facebook Gaming. Uh, just like the title says, Microsoft is going to stop Mixer on. <laughs> On July 22nd, all Mixer sites and apps will automatically redirect to Facebook Gaming. Existing Mixer partners will be granted partner status with Facebook Gaming, and any streamers using the Mixer Mixer monetization program will be granted eligibility for Facebook's Level Up program. Mixer viewers with outstanding Ember balances, channel subscriptions, or Mixer Pro subscriptions will receive Xbox gift card credit. This is... uh, this is also a choice that is supposedly supposed to broaden appeal to its upcoming xCloud gaming streaming service, which is where you can play games on your phone, your iPad, your you know your whatever uh, over the cloud. Um, Microsoft recruited exclusive streamers like Ninja and Shroud with big deals, but they haven't been uh, enough to get people using their service over the rivals. Yes, so remember in the fall. They paid Ninja, I would say, trillions of dollars. <laughs> now, this next article comes from uh, Beyond Bijan Stephen. It's a it's B I J A N. Uh, Ninja Shroud and other top mixer streamers are now free to stream on Twitch again, where they're 
their crowds that were bigger. Um, Ninja was reportedly in August signed on for 20, something between 20 and 30 million. So close to $30 million to play video games on Microsoft's streaming platform. I remember when that happened and I logged on to Mixer, I would say for the second or third time total that I didn't, I saw, I saw numbers. I saw, you know, big numbers watching Ninja, bigger numbers than I've ever seen before, but not big enough numbers. And I can't put a number on it. Maybe, you know, a couple thousand or so, but when he was on um, Twitch, he was getting hundreds of thousands, (laughs) you know? I guess, I don't know, I don't watch Twitch. I don't watch people play video games. I'm an adult. So Microsoft is shutting this down. They're partnering with Facebook Gaming. Uh, The same thing happened with uh, Groove Music. They gave up on Groove Music and partnered with Spotify. But there's, I mean, there's really not much coming from that one um, because Sony has a Spotify app on their thing. But this Facebook thing is uh, is the, I, I mean... They Mixer has only been around for a couple of years and they gave up on that almost instantaneously. Like they gave up on this new initiative. It's it's as if they said, how far ago was August? Um, uh, close to a year uh, since I've been broken up. So let's see, <laughs> 10 months. They gave up uh, after uh, 10 months, uh, much like my relationship. And <laughs> it's, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> and <laughs> it's, uh, and it is <laughs> Jesus. Um, and Microsoft doesn't, they didn't really have any backing for, for this mixer phenomenon. Phenomenon. I won't even call it a phenomenon. Uh, but uh, here's something interesting April's stream elements and Arsenal.gg live streaming industry report had the writing on the wall where Twitch posted 100% year over year growth in terms of hours watched, and Facebook gaming grew a full 238% compared to April of 2019. Mixer only managed to grow two tenths of a percent. Uh, and that's not good. <laughs> and now they are going on July 22nd. At some point, they, that, when, that, when that stuff goes down, there's going to be. I, I wonder if. Ninja and Shroud and the rest of these probably a bunch of white guys playing video games for too much money are going to have the same kind of user base, you know, because if uh, I don't want to compare this to Michael Jordan, but Michael. Well, okay, when Michael Jordan left to play baseball uh, or was forced out, who knows? (laughs) He left to play baseball. Then he came back. Did. Was was did NBA viewership numbers go up? Did they decline? Did Twitch numbers decline? For I mean, they so who like when 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 Twitch when Twitch when uh, Ninja left, did numbers decline? I don't know. That would be that had to be for somebody who uh, paid attention to that stuff. Um, but now this last thing, uh, this comes from Tom Warren at The Verge, and the feature wrote: Microsoft's mixer streamers are sad, angry, and moving to Twitch, and. You know, I can, I can see why people, and also notice how YouTube gaming is not a part of the conversation. YouTube gaming was, is YouTube's solution to fighting Twitch, to have live gameplay. Uh, but nobody does that. Uh, if you, uh, Twitch is a great, is great for live and they're bad for post video watching. YouTube is great for 
post video watching, but they're horrible for live. Uh, go if, if you think they're bad for live, go watch anything anytime IGN is streaming something live. <laughs> anytime there's something live on YouTube, I tend to avoid it. Uh, Microsoft's mixer announcement caught a lot of people, a lot of partners by surprise, with many finding out through Twitter or in their own live streams about the fate of their channels. The, and obvious and Microsoft did not give them any any uh, notice of this. And all these people, they're naming people that I just I just don't know. But the the reason why Mixer has was supposed to be different was because I guess it was a little bit more. Let me see. I don't want to I don't want to say anything out of out of touch. Uh, Mixer Wiki. Mixer Wiki. Mixer Service Wiki. Okay. Also, I've been spelling Mixer wrong. There's an E in there. I thought it was M I X R because I thought they were cool like that. Mixer had a low latency that they called a streaming protocol that was called faster than light. So that's what, so it made the streamer, the person streaming and the audience have a connection that was like lightning fast. And on Twitch, there's a 30 second delay. Uh, you type in something you add, like if, uh, if, 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 if a streamer asked something and the, and the, somebody responded, then the, it would take so long for the answer like that. There, there was no conversation there. But people had gotten used to that because Twitch had been around since Justin.tv. It's it's been around for ages. It's been it's one of the longest uh, video pr- platforms on the internet besides um, YouTube. So now, I mean, what happens with that technology, that streaming technology that was the selling point for Mixer? Because otherwise, it could do the exact same things that Twitch was doing. That Twitch is doing. You can you can be a partner. You can uh, sell emoticons. You can buy. You can have badges. You can subscribe. It's the same exact thing. But Twitch has Amazon behind it, who really want a company that really wants to uh, uh, win the market on gaming for some reason. So we'll see. Uh, Facebook Gaming is now going to have to show the world and Mixer partners that it is a force in the, in the gaming universe. Uh, I think Facebook gaming only grew 238% because it's there. When people are on Facebook, that means they have something. That's why Facebook watch. I would, I would think is, you know, as I wouldn't say popular, but as big as it is because people are there, they're already checking their news feed. They're already uploading pictures. They're already doing their own thing on Facebook. Uh, at that point, they are just going to be the people that uh, Quibi just emailed me. <laughs> no, 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 I've unsubscribed. <laughs> but they're going to be the people that uh, that that watch that type of stuff. Um, but even then, Facebook Watch didn't do well. They canceled that show with Elizabeth Olsen. They canceled uh, loosely exactly Nicole after buying it from NTV. So uh, who knows what Facebook does with this? It's like when Twitter... When Twitter had uh, live soccer matches, I believe, they had live news as well. Uh, you know, you're there. You're going to watch it. I don't know if they still do that, but and they probably don't. But, you know, um, but that's why things like Periscope die. Because <laughs> they just give up on it and they can't let it survive. All right, listen, this has been great. This has been a wonderful episode, much better than my previous attempts at the show. <laughs> and hey. 
If you like this, head on over to the website, cpluscomedy.com, where there are so many great interviews with your favorite comedians. Please, it's a birthday gift to me. And it really is my birthday uh, today. And uh, 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 what else? If you want to see a video version of the show, go to youtube.com slash cpluscomedy, where you can see me in all my 720p glory. I believe that's the tagline I have on YouTube uh, for the description of the playlist of this show. As well as there is a show called News Time where I take one story and I uh, beat it to death. I read it, I understand it, and I make it digestible in the in five between five and seventeen minutes. I believe that's my longest episode. Five to seventeen minutes. Definitely check it out. This week's episode is uh, cops. Why cops was canceled? Why we were valorizing cops? Uh, why the even the good cops on TV shows are bad? Why the uh, writers' rooms and these uh, cop shows like SVU that only have uh, zero people of color and like one woman and they're all white men writers? Why those are bad? Definitely check it out. Also coming up. After this, directly uploaded after this, will be episode 300 of News Time. I've done 300 episodes of News Time. It's the dumbest show. Nobody should watch it. And yet, I'm still doing it. It's my portfolio show. Camera just turned off. And uh, episode 300 is coming up, hopefully on Monday. I'm not even going to say that. Maybe on Wednesday. (laughs) Episode 300. I've done 300 episodes of News Time. On the playlist, I believe this will be 301, but I did technically do a two-part episode uh, very early on in Newstime's lifespan. So uh, check it out. It's going to be good, I hope. It's not going to be... I. Oh, it is, uh, it's an idea. It's not news anything. But definitely check it out. Hopefully nothing happens tomorrow uh, that's newsworthy that I have to switch it about. Knock on wood. Knock on the desk. And there's a trailer for the 300th episode that is on the Instagram account and on the Twitter account for C Plus Comedy and on my Twitter account for because uh, I'd never tweet. So that's good. All right, I got to go. Listen, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at C Plus Comedy. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Chad Black White. Like us on Facebook. Rate and subscribe to the Constitutionals Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you, and I'm going to vamp until I bring back up Anchor so I can close out this podcast. Goodbye.